Hello, 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 and welcome to Blacks in the Burbs Tea and Talk. Yes, it is Tea and Talk time. We are fully into spring now, and by that I mean it is April. And I also mean that we had some good weather this weekend. So everybody is running a little bit late here, a little bit late there, and it's all valid because we want to take advantage of this great weather. Glad I'm your New Jersey Burby, Guyana Mama. And I am here with my ladies, and we also have a special guest tonight. Let me tell you, this weekend for me was opening ceremony for the baseball field, and we spent the whole day on the baseball field um, watching all kinds of stuff. I'm in a baseball town, so we had the mayor throwing the ball. We had big fat man singing, Oh Say Can You See? And the funniest thing that I love about my town is that when they start pledging allegiance, all the black people like put their arm up like very reluctantly, and then they start looking around for other black people. <laughs> like we all gonna tell on you. We all gonna yeah. tell. Yeah, and they're like, if you do it, I'll do it. I'll do it. I ain't gonna do it. Well, you have one down, then everybody puts it down. But if one person puts it up, then everybody's putting it up. Um, just to let you know what I'm sipping on, I got a combo, uh, a combination of liquids here. The first liquid is the water in my thermal glass because I always gotta carry water in my thermal glass these days. Why? Because I'll be high flashing, um, which is why I'm so glad that we're having this conversation tonight. And the other thing that I'm drinking is white wine. I have a Cabernet Sauvignon. Did I say that right, uh, Renee? Did I say that right? Sounded good. Okay, thank you very much. You know, she'd she be having a fancy wine, so that's fine. So, um, yes, and so we're really excited. Tonight, the conversation is about a really important topic to all of us, is the menopause monologues. And I think it's important because Ruth, Ruth, our Haitian intellect, she has not gone through it yet, but she thinks that, that she don't really need to have this conversation, but we're going to, we're going to, she's going to learn today because literally I was her a year ago and then just crept up on me. And I'm like shocked of all the things that I'm going through right now. And I just need to talk to somebody. So I want to say hello, hello, hello to my tea and talk residents. Hello, hello, hello to Ruth, our um, Haitian intellect. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. And, and I have to say this much. I'm planning to fight into menopause. It's like I fought into um, having my period. I didn't know anything until I started menstruating. I went to my mother at 13 to say there's blood coming out. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think that's what happened to me, too. Like, nobody ever gave me the talk. So no. you know, West Indian moms don't give the talk. They just give you a book or they say, what's happening? Okay, just put this here and don't say yeah, nothing. They give you a bag. They give you a bag of maxi pads and say, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Big ones with a belt. Did y'all have the belt? I had the belt. Did y'all have the belt? I, I remember the belt, but I never knew what it was for. Girl, I had a conversation with some millennials in my office. And I told them about the belt. They were like, what the hell are you talking about? Am I that old? Y'all don't know about the belt? And then they started Googling it. They're like, yo. And they had a whole group of millennials around in front of a laptop looking at the, the, the pad belt. I was like, damn. They even have those small little ones. Like, you don't even know what we went through. They don't know. And they pointing at me like, she used to wear that. And I'm like, damn, you know what? why am I talking to y'all bitches? Anyway. I want to say hello, hello, hello to our proper Jamaican, Renee. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am good. You know what? I need you and Ruth to tell me what y'all are sipping on. I don't think I got what Ruth was sipping on. Ruth is just on water. It was it was nothing. Okay, okay. Renee? Uh, Pinot Grigio tonight. Ooh, Cabernet and Pinot Grigio. We're doing it. We're doing it, girl. <laughs> and hello, hello, hello to the Trini Socialite who is out there socializing. What are you sipping on and how was your weekend? 
My weekend is going fabulous. Tomorrow is my birthday, and I've been celebrating since Saturday. Ah, Aries, girl. Aries. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sipping on some Moscato. Yeah, sipping on for the weekend. All right, girl. All right. Well, enjoy yourself. And wait, this is why you told me you wanted to go to Reggae Retro last night? Yes. Okay, well, I got to catch it next time. I got to catch it next time. I, I wanted to go, but you know... Uh, it just sometimes it's just hard for me, you know, especially with the baseball. I'd be tired when I get home these days, you know. I totally understand. I yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find another place to hang though. I gotta hang out with you for my birthday. Um <laughs> for your birthday, I'm sorry. And we've got another resident TN talker tonight. We've got a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Wendy McDonald, aka Dr. Every Woman. But tonight she is the melting pot mama. How you Hi. doing? <laughs> How are we doing tonight? How was your weekend? And what are you sipping on? I'm doing great. My weekend was full of babies, delivered three, had three birthdays this weekend. Wow. Um, wow. And they were, they all uh, were beautiful and I am tired. I'm not going to lie about it. So I'm actually sipping on a little chai tea latte, which I know is like, you know, some will judge me caffeine at the end of the day, but sometimes you just need like that little extra to get you to the end of the day. Doctor, um, we are all in our forties and fifties. I just hit fifty. Um, how are happy you? birthday, happy belated. Well, yeah, it was September, you know. I'm okay, still, well still I'm still trying to stay forty-nine though. <laughs> <laughs> My flashes are killing me. So how often have you come across women who are unaware of the symptoms they're getting when they are menopausal? Like how often do you come across that? Like when they show up to yeah. your office and they don't realize that they're going through menopause. It often has to do with those that are atypical. You know, whenever you hear menopause, people often will just think automatically of hot flashes or night sweats. They don't think about some of the other symptoms like mood changes, like weight changes. You know, it's not just hot flashes anymore. You know, menopause can come with a a whole bevy of symptoms, Mm -hmm. sometimes even blood pressure changes and things Mm -hmm. like that, bone, bone density issues. So one of the ones that people often kind of don't realize is related to menopause is memory stuff and weight changes. I'm like, what's up? I've been trying to lose this weight. I've been working hard. Everything I used to do doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, oh, that just might be the big old menopause. Um, But that, you know, there's ways to kind of counteract that. But it is it is sneaky in those spaces that aren't the, you know, textbook, the ones you hear all the time. Mm. and not everybody has hot flashes you know the people who don't i feel like they're they're fortunate but they may have other symptoms well it's interesting you say that because i don't think there's any west indian woman i know my mom's age that says that they had hot flashes and one of them has to have had flat flashes because every one of my mom's sisters she has seven sisters they're like oh i don't remember having any hot flashes i Mm -hmm. never had those things i'm like y'all probably just (laughs) you weren't aware of it Y'all don't like talking. They don't like talking about suffering. You know what I mean? They just kind of w- rise through it or move. Where through. did they live? Could it be that they were just hot anyway? Right. Uh, it could be that or it could be they were sweating and just didn't realize they were having hot flashes. Right. You know didn't what know mean? what to call it. Didn't know that that's what that was. It just and became a routine thing and didn't even think anything of it. That's possible. Yeah. Exactly. But they seem like they have like this badge of honor because they don't have it. I mean, But that's, that's, that's us in general. I say us as in women. I feel like whenever you go through something, then the next person going through, we'd be like, well, that wasn't bad for me. No, we, you know, if it was, you just don't want to either admit it or remember, but it was bad. The same thing is true for even these babies. As the swear the woman the last woman I delivered her mom was like oh my delivery was easy I'm like was it ma'am was it you don't, you don't know you don't remember that is you so know? true 
When people sit around, they act like theirs was so much better than like, whatever it is. You're so right. Yeah, like they like you stronger than me. Like, no, we going through the same thing. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. You know, we're all experiencing uh, menopause and it, we all experience it differently. Um, can you tell us what the difference is between menopause and perimenopause? Mm-hmm. And what are the signs of each? It's really a continuum. It's really a continuum. De- the definition of menopause and this is really important. I hope that everybody kind of like bookmarks this in their head. The definition of menopause is 12 months without a period. 12 consecutive months, 12 months in a row without a period. Once you've hit that mark, it's like a stamp, like boom, menopause. You know, that's it. That's what it is. But the symptoms that are menopause-like symptoms leading up to that time, maybe you have a period every other month, maybe you even have a couple periods a month, you might have some irregular bleeding, but you're having hot flashes, you're having the, uh, you know, the other symptoms, the, 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 the weight changes, the mood, mood changes, you know, the night sweats, you're having those, but you still are having a period, though maybe not as regularly, you are perimenopausal. But even once you hit the 12-month mark, you can still continue to have those symptoms, sometimes for months or years, thereafter unfortunately and the reason i wanted us to bookmark that definition is because i do see some people every now and then who come and tell me hey i stopped having my period for a year and a half and then my period started again no man that was not your period because Mm -hmm. once your period stops once you hit get that stamp you don't go back in time you did not have a period now you have something called postmenopausal bleeding which has its own set of evaluation to see if everything is safe and okay for that person but a period does not resume once the period has stopped so we have to figure out, well, why is she bleeding? Is there, you know, something else going on that is causing her to bleed? Which may not be bad, but it needs to be evaluated. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have myself hit menopause. Mm-hmm. And I hit it pretty young because I'm just 48. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the hot flashes and everything. So, mm-hmm. I am a West Indian woman who has had hot flashes, Colette. <laughs> well, our generation, we're comfortable talking about hot flashes, but ask, yeah. ask your mom. Ask your mom if she's going to tell you she had hot flashes. So, actually, mom was really well. She did tell me that she had hot she flashes. Did? And oh, she good. did have the talk with me about period. I know we talked about that earlier. Oh, as well. that's nice. That's, I yeah. didn't get any of that. That's rare. I feel very cheated. <laughs> and, I'm, and I told you I'm melting pot. I'm from right here in Chicago. Mama, my mama gave me the box and was like, okay, do your thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Figure that's it out. what I got. Okay. Man, I got a blue book. My mom was a little bit different. She, my mom's a nurse, so I have always called everything the correct name. I've we've had no like little nicknames for things. And when it was time for the talk, I I was actually I I think we had the talk way before I got my period. But when we got my period, it was like she took me out for ice cream. Wow. It was like, you know, we, we called it the normal things and it was okay. This is what's going on. Um, but it, it was more clinical, but then, you know, once it came, it was, you know, it was very girly and whatnot. And I think mine was more are, like, mm-hmm. like the, the, the homies that get like the head nod, you know, you walk in the house and just like a nod, like, <laughs> you know, that's all we got. Uh, Renee, that is so sweet. This is why we call you the proper Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a whole like textbook. My mom didn't do none of that for me. It was just because she's a nurse. You know, maybe that's what it is. But let me tell you, I listened to my mom give my sister sit her down and give her the talk. I was in the other room and I was very angry. 
<laughs> was she younger than you? Younger. She was younger than me. She gave her a whole talk, explained the whole damn thing to her. Aww. I got a blue book. Aww. You, <laughs> you know, know what, Colette? She probably sh- realizes she should have done it for you and so corrected herself. That's so right. fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna keep moving on from there. You were, you were round one child. This was round two child. She had she had practice. She had she you know she felt more comfortable. So my my daughter's definitely getting a better version of me. <laughs> <My Yeah. daughter>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I guess that happens. And you know what's so sad? I only got one kid, so I don't have the second kid to like try you know try out try it out. I make my mistakes, but yeah, I get. You it. could relive birthdays. You could go back in time. And be like, okay, we're gonna do this birthday party over again. <laughs> Like that. It's so much work. He's probably like that. He probably would enjoy that. I guess I just learned to love my mama. I don't care. I love her. I still love her. It's okay. I'll get over it. Dr. Wendy, uh, I am 42 and almost 43 this summer. And I have, I'm staunchly in perimenopause. I told my doctors this is happening. I have had such a world of other symptoms. Sorry, I'm going off topic, but y'all know. So we're just going to do it now. Um, So the first thing was my headaches. I've always gotten Mm. migraines and I've periodically throughout my life, usually, you know, a couple times a month, like it's very, it's very regular for me to get headaches and migraines. But when I turned 40, I got, I started getting headaches every single day. Mm. I've had a headache every single day of my 40s. But we, we're, we're still moving. I have, I've gotten Botox and I just started Ajovi, which has been a game changer. Mm-hmm. That's the new medication, right? I think the one yeah. that like just came out. Yeah. Well, I think um, Amovig like, is the one that's on TV. Oh, but, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. But sure. uh, Ajovi, I think is very similar. It's, it's a monthly injection. Okay. And it is wonderful. I yes. love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and then I lost my hair, my, my, mm-hmm. my edges. Well, that also might have been me cheating on my hairdresser, <laughs> but I think I mean, it's, it's not coming back. It's been a full year. I went natural. I cut my, all my hair off and yeah. it's not a whisper. Um, what else have I been experiencing? And then when, so I also have endometriosis from 20 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been skipping periods. So when I do get my period and I allow myself to get my period, I go off the pill. So I'm basically off my pill for a week. My headaches are times 10. Mm. And what I notice is after I start taking the pill again, my, um, uh, I just get very lethargic. Last week when we talked, guys, that's, I was in bed for two days. I couldn't eat. I threw up a little bit. Um, so it was, it's, 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 re- it's really a lot. Well, my question for you, because I, I am, I am, uh, I jotted down a couple things you said, but why do you go off the pill to get a period? Just, just every three months to just kind of do it. Do you know you don't need to do that? I know. But do, can I really not? Like, I haven't had a period in years. Okay, I'm going to do that. Mm. Like years. Because I'm not, like, I, I'm, I've been pushing my treatment for the endometriosis. They were, my, my original doctor wanted to put me on um, premature uh, menopause. And I was mm-hmm. 20. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But I knew clinically you don't need to get one. I just right. I feel like I should. Mm. But it, it, it really, really puts me through it. And especially the last three or four times I've done it, it's really bad. So, yeah. My, my- my hmm was very judgmental. I'm sorry for that. Yes, I think that you should, should should reassess, and I think you already are reassessing your plan. 
The only time I would let myself have a period in the space where I was like on the pill, because I'm right now having an IUD and I don't have a period with that, and that's fine. Um, but the space of the pill was if I started spotting and it, like if spotting wouldn't stop, well then sometimes you have to just kind of like let that breakthrough bleeding come on down, almost that's, like the, you know, the, the, the you start an avalanche, you let the avalanche come and then it'll stop, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but other than that, you don't need it. And just for clarity, because I do think clarity is important in my life, especially as a healthcare provider, you don't need a period being on a hormonally modulated, hormonally controlled birth control. If you're not on any birth control or not on any kind of hormonal control, you should have a period a sort of being in menopause. Yeah. But the fact that you are not on, uh, or the fact that you are on a hormonally kind of modulated thing, it keeps your uterine lining safe and in a, sta in a state that you don't need a period. Because the problem when you are not on anything hormonal, oh, they're coming, they're coming. Just, just know that these people are coming after me. Okay. <laughs> um, the, re the problem with not having a period when you're not on anything hormonal is the lining will build up. The uterine lining will build up, build up, build up. And if it doesn't shed, it can become abnormal and it can become precancerous or cancerous. Well, when you are on an estrogen or estrogen and progesterone or progesterone only birth control, your uterine lining gets so thin, so thin in fact, that it doesn't need to shed. There's nothing to build up. And some people will stop having periods altogether, especially if you're not giving yourself the time for that breakthrough bleeding. Now, I know you didn't ask me that, but I think that it's relevant all because of the fact that you are having such dramatic symptoms mm -hmm. when yeah. you do let yourself have that period. I say, let that thing go. You don't need it. You really don't. I started doing it. You're, you're absolutely right. And there was a time where I was like, okay, let me just not get it. I do get the breakthrough bleeding. I get spotting. And so what I do, what the, the happy medium, I tried to go three months and I always mm -hmm. got spotting after three months. Mm -hmm. That's why I skip two and then have one. And maybe I'll, I'll just try it lately. Just try it. Try I'll it lately. I'll go you three. May, you may be able to even do like a slightly different hormonal dosage. You may be on a really low dose. You may be able to step it up a half a dose. Or also consider, I don't know if you're all going off for a whole seven days, but maybe only go off for like two or three days. You know, if you do find yourself having breakthrough bleeding, you can shorten the duration of your off also. Oh, that's and that might idea. also help you to not fluctuate quite as much. That's a good idea. So what are some other, besides that, um, what are other things that I could do to kind of alleviate all some of those other symptoms? Yeah. Do you exercise? Exercise can help sometimes with like the headaches and some of the like, you know, I, you didn't mention bloating, but sometimes people have like bloating and cramping, but I exercise can sometimes help with that. Okay. Um, you're doing yeah. what I think the right thing with the headaches, you're really getting that taken care of. And I'm sure you already had like evaluation to make sure there's no signs of any like other underlying cause of yes. the constant headaches. Yep. Um, I've done MRIs uh, and a bunch yeah, of, yeah, all of that good stuff. I'm sorry about the edges. I feel really bad about the edges. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I clutched my pearls for the edges. Soy is, soy does have a small amount of like an estrogen-like hormone in it. So studies have shown that people who have a diet rich in soy, like specifically ethnicities with diet rich in soy, certain Asian populations, because um, there's a lot of soy. Soy is tofu, edamame, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have less hot flashes, have less incidence of even certain um, hormonal cancers like breast cancer. Um, that regular dietary component should decrease hot flashes and some of the symptoms of, 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 uh, of menopause. However, 
what people will take, like say you get a soy pill or start soy supplement, that's yeah. probably not the same amount of soy, again, especially like that's absorbed dietarily as those who like eat soy on a daily, maybe even multiple meals out a day. And I'm not saying that the person needs to pop a soy pill multiple times out a day, but I'm just saying it's not necessarily apples to apples, mm-hmm. you know, the groups okay. of populations that eat more soy versus having a soy supplement, but if, it, but it can help. So, it, and it shouldn't hurt. So it's one of those things that I, I would support when my patients ask me if they can take soy. I'm like, hey, go ahead, give it a shot, see if it makes a difference, if you feel better. If it doesn't, I don't say take more soy, and I don't necessarily tell people to take soy um, for their symptoms because, they're, again, the jury's still out. Does a soy pill or supplement really change your symptoms enough to recommend for us to recommend it? Gotcha. But again, it shouldn't hurt, and, it, and there is evidence that it should actually do something. Okay. Because uh, I know last year I was on a vegan diet and I ate a lot of soy and I had no hot flashes. And then, Look at that. This year, the hot flashes just came. You know, every time I ate a piece of chicken, I was just sweating. I'm like, right. okay, so I, I feel like I might go back to my vegan diet because it really did help with the symptoms. Does the sexual appetite increase or decrease during, the menop- during menopause? And what should women expect when it comes to this? Um, so, uh, so I just came up and mute myself. So I, it could increase, it can increase or decrease. That's not answering your question, but it's the truth. It can do both. It's some people get real revved up and real like interested in sex around perimenopause or menopause and others really, really slow down with their interest. Some of the interest slowing down we think has to do with the decreased estrogen, the, the decreased lubrication and even kind of blood flow to the um, genital area. Sometimes with that decreased lubrication and even decreased elasticity of the vagina, sex can be painful. So not only is there a decreased interest for some, but there is an aversion because it's uncomfortable or painful. It's like, who wants to do something that don't feel good? So, um, so that those two components can go together. There are a lot of ways that one can kind of remedy that when it comes to the, the discomfort that some have sometimes hormonal supplements or um and 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 treatments can help sometimes even just increasing lubrication or changing the lubrication use long-lasting lubrication um uh um, products are out there that are different than just like the the regular ky or, or astroglide like a, something like a replens is a long-acting moisturizer that can help to keep the, the, the vaginal tissue lubric- lubricated that does not have hormones in it. Okay. Can you put your pants on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I told you it was going to happen. It was bound to happen. Okay. Um, We're almost so, there. Though. We're almost there. So, but one thing that is interesting, and, and I had learned myself some stuff about this recently. I did a talk about um, sex at different ages. And a person, what I learned was a woman as we age, not everybody, but a, a good amount of us, our brains, um, there's like hormonal specific like targets in the brain that decrease when it comes to sexual interest. But you can kind of revitalize them by being more intentional about having sex. So the end, the summary point in this, because I could, this could go on, that, that topic could go on for a very long time. But the summary point is the more sex you have, the more sex you want to have. The less sex you have, the less interested you are in sex. It's like a thing. So if you find yourself being like, man, I really don't want to do it, so I won't. The longer you go between, the less you think about it, the less you're going to want to. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden start being interested and then have sex. Sometimes you have to just say, you know what? I'm about to bite the bullet. 
we're gonna do it. Try to make sure it's more as comfortable as possible, and then get your get your your, your groove back as Stella did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it has a lot to do also with your mindset. Absolutely. How you're going to approach menopause and your sexual appetite? Absolutely. You have to participate. You have to participate. You have to be intentional. Much more intentional than maybe you were before. Before, back in the day, it might have been just something that come up in your mind. I want to get down. And now you have to say, you know what? It's Wednesday. Maybe I should just try to make this happen today, you know? And then so slowly start to become more and more interested as you make sure, again, it's comfortable. Make sure that you feel sexy, that you know you're sexy, no matter what your body is doing as far as the changes that are within or without. You know what I'm saying? Like the communication is there. There's just, it's a lot more work, but ultimately it's worth it because there are a lot of benefits to being sexually active. Um, in in a healthy setting, like in a relationship and in a in a setting where you're 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 safe as safe as possible, um, there's 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 mental health benefits, there are physical benefits, there are um, you know blood pressure improve like there's a lot of things that are better if you are if you can find yourself you know into that space of being sexually active. If it's if again it's in a in a in a setting that's not unsafe for you. Okay. Are there any other illnesses uh, that women experience during menopause more than any other time of life? And um, if so, how can they counteract these? Yes, certain illnesses that are experienced during menopause more than other times of life. Bone health, we mentioned, can change. Um, bone changes can be can, ch- can start, so those weight-bearing exercises, the, the, the dietary component is important. Heart health. One thing that people don't often think about when it comes to the hormones changing is your heart health can decrease or uh, um, uh, your you can become less healthy when it comes to a cardiovascular state pretty quickly when it comes to your estrogen levels dropping. Um, so what you need to do is know your numbers. You need to know what your cholesterol is doing, what your blood pressure is doing, what your, your blood sugar is doing, because women... Get, and especially African-American or women of African descent women are more likely to have heart attacks and even strokes. Mm. You know, we don't think, we think of it as a man's disease, heart attacks, not so. Women get it just as much, if not more, depending on the, the ethnicity. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind and knowing, just be, being in touch with your doctor. And then as we age, our risks of, of uterine cancer, breast cancer, all of those things. So it's not necessarily menopause, but just as we age, people who are menopausal are more likely to experience those. So seeing your gynecologist, your, your general doctor regularly, staying on, t- on top of your own health is just going to be extremely important. <laughs> we do sometimes change our scent uh, at different stages. I don't know. Did any of you guys notice that your smell changed even after having kids? Ugh. Yes. Uh, yeah. A yep. little bit like with the, yeah, it's just, it's just like our, our, our endogenous, I, our, our, our natural I thing. Quick, I have a quick comment. When I had my daughter, yeah. um, you know, I came back to the room. I was like, what is that smell? <laughs> and my husband was like, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know, but something in the room smells off. And then, you know, you finally get to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh my God, it's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. And I, I don't know if it was, it was my first time smelling my sweat or everything that was happening at the same time, but it, it's a distinct smell that I only smelled when I've had my, my kids. Mm. Yeah. 
No, that can totally happen. And the same thing can happen when your hormones change again with menopause. And so I think my rule of thumb is always, if it kind of catches you off guard where you're like, what, you know, you have to literally take a double take, then it might be an actual like overgrowth of bacteria or something. Make sure you don't have a bacterial vaginosis or something like that that can come from a pH change. So that's worth getting evaluated. But if you just feel like, no, when I take off my underwear and I get close to it, it's different than my usual. That just might be your own scent to change. The book, my book that I wrote, um, that I'm actually in the process of re-upping re and, and kind of uh, freshening up for 2019 is called It Smells Just Like Popcorn. <laughs> and that came from a patient who asked me one day, she says, mom, or she says, she said, this is my baby say, mom. She says, uh, Dr. McDonald, it's, there's a scent. And I said, well, what is it? You know, is it fish? Is it, is it, is, what, you know, what, what are we talking about? Sauerkraut? She said, no. It smells like popcorn. And I'm like, popcorn? Like, like garrots? You know, what are we talking about? What kind of popcorn? What kettle corn? You know, are we talking about caramel, cheesy, a mix, you know, Chicago mix? <laughs> and so, she, so she's like, no, Doc, stop laughing at me. Like, because I really was, real talk. And she, <laughs> she was like, Google it. And she's right. It's a whole lot of ladies out here with popcorn vaginas. And I have since heard about vaginas that smell like French fries, that smell like salmon. I mean, we just really can go down the whole list. But I wanted to, the book is really an all-inclusive question answer about all kinds of health topics. So when you all talk about your mama gave you a book, this is a book that you could give your daughter, you give your niece, that really does have a bunch of different answers that you can Google, but then you wonder, like, is, is this a legitimate source? I try to make sure everything I say comes from something science-based. And if it's not, if it's just from experience, I'll say this is from experience. This is not based on science. But most things that I put in there are based on evidence that people can you know trust the yeah. information um i still don't know why that vagina smells like popcorn i never smelled popcorn when i was up in there but i just <laughs> had to include that because it just made me chuckle and things that make me laugh you know they just said yes yeah it's a winner yeah. that's awesome and you know what <laughs> i i wish her luck um right I, yeah i just it, it's very interesting i think she might have had a special yeah. kind of popcorn i don't know it's worse, but, it's worse things the vagina can smell like that's how i told her i said look yeah. it's worse thing it's true because I, I love popcorn so listen, you know. Listen, yeah. I feel like it's okay. I yeah. wasn't mad about it. <laughs> so, Dr. Wendy, thank you so much. This was very informative, very helpful. I think we learned a lot about everything to do with menopause, but also other things, too. So you, you, are, you are truly an asset. Mm -hmm. uh, would love to have you back sometime to talk about children and how to talk to them about sex as they start growing up, because I feel like these days we have to talk to them about it a little sooner. Um, and how do you approach those conversations? So, we look forward to having you on if you can come on again. I would um, love that. I want to I challenge you. I, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I would love to challenge you because I know you do your raps in your bars, but you know, this is a Caribbean crowd. We love to hear you do a Caribbean uh, rap about endometriosis or something, you know, that's in your category. Mm -hmm. I will I will take that as a challenge. Thank I you. am one who will do that. Okay. I okay. can't wait. Make sure you tag me on it because I want to okay. hear it. You know, we got a lot of Punani songs. You could just Yeah, you could make a good little song. I can't wait to see it too. I'm ready now. I'm excited. We're gonna do this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we are off to the hot topics. And you have a wonderful night and go take care of them babies, girl. The thank you all so one. much. It was so fun. I hope to see you all and talk to you guys soon. Okay, awesome. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. bye.